look, I don't know how far or how how good I can be, but that's not what pushes me. What pushes me is the principles that got me here and they stay with me today. It's continue to just grind as much as you can to try to milk as much of this opportunity out that you can get. I don't know how far I'll go. I don't know Pro Bowl, Hall of Fame, and even next year. You know, it's what's like, let's take advantage of right now, put everything into that, and then we can deal with the options and, you know, try to take advantage of those when those present themselves. Welcome to What's Next with Eric Wood, where we will prepare you to make your what's next in life your best yet. Our next guest is Austin Eckler, and Austin is the running back for the Los Angeles Chargers. And since entering the NFL in 2017, he has been one of the best backs in all of the NFL and an absolute stud in fantasy football based on how he produces every week he's out there. In addition to being a beast on the field, he's an entrepreneur and making a big impact outside of the game, which we will get into. This is going to be a fun conversation that will, without a doubt, have an impact on all of us. If you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you tune in weekly. And also, if you haven't already, go to Amazon and order my book and make a great gift this holiday season. It's called Tackle What's Next, and the link to that is in the show notes. Thanks and enjoy. Austin, welcome to the podcast, brother. Hey, I appreciate that intro. Good to be here, man. Looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. I've I've been a fan of yours from afar, so I'm I'm really excited to dig into this. I've I've heard you on other platforms. I'm going to try to avoid having you regurgitate stories you've told before, but yeah. I want to know this. And I'm always interested in this because there's oftentimes in someone's life, especially when not everything has been given to you. I, I only got one scholarship offer to college. I become a first round draft pick. There were certain people that spoke that confidence into me that I could then play at the next level and then eventually make it to the NFL. At what point at a division two school, did you, did you get that confidence that, Hey, I can make a living playing this game. Wow. Um, so the Division II school that I went to, there was no one that really went to the NFL. So I hadn't been or seen anybody do a pro day ever. I didn't see any scouts ever at practice. That was not a thing in at Western Colorado. So I really didn't know. I had no idea. I had no relation to the NFL through family or watching it growing up. Had no real desire to even go play in it. I thought my opportunity um, that was going to be – coming up next for me was going to be in my educational space. And so that's what I was really focusing on until after my junior year, my head coach jazz Baines was getting hit up by some of the NFL scouts. And that's when it became one of my realities. And so I, I had no sight set on it. It just kind of presented itself based off of what I was doing on the field. Yeah, that's wild. And, and, and great on him for seeing that it's amazing that people didn't see that in you for you to get a scholarship offer, a bigger offer at a division one school coming out of high school, but that's neither here nor yeah. there. And people fall through the cracks and yeah. get it. Now it's easy to say with your build now and, and the type of shape you're in that like, yes, you look like an NFL running back, but who knows at, at 17 years old, maybe, right. but which I mean, even then, I mean, I was like 186, which is only like, you know, 10 pounds less than I weigh now. Uh, but wow. Even my senior year, man, I was like 186, 5'8". I'm still 5'8". I didn't grow anymore. Um, I ran for like 2,300 rushing yards and 43 touchdowns. So I was scoring five or six touchdowns a game. Um, and still not even one Division One AA came to me with any type of interest. So, you know, like you said, some people fall through the cracks. And, you know, I was one of those people. But 
the thing that they really couldn't measure, like even all my measurables were good. Like it, I didn't have bad grades or anything like that. Like I think I had like a three, three in, in high school. So nothing crazy good or, or bad. Um, but they couldn't measure my mind. They didn't realize that what I lived by was going to carry me so much further in life than any of those measurables could have ever, I guess, brought out of, of a, a scouting report, you know? So that's what, you know, you'll hear me, you know, I'm sure come back to um, throughout the rest of this podcast, but that's, what's really taking me off um, on this trajectory that I'm at right now. Yeah. And, and John Wooden, you know, he, he put the competitive greatness at the top of the pyramid for success. You know, maybe the, the greatest coach of all time, he understood that, that, that daily competition, that, that desire to get better, better daily to compete daily is more important than everything else that you're going to bring to the table. And, and I find it funny how often guys will fall through the cracks going into college, but the NFL, they, they turn over every stuff. They're <laughs> going to find you. And when you look around an NFL locker room, the lockers don't say Alabama, Texas, Georgia, whatever. It, it's a Western Colorado. It's a Louisville right. where I went. It's, you know, Washington, it, people from all over the country, and they yep. will find you if you're good enough to play yeah. in the league. And you talk about that work ethic that got you there. And, and I love hearing about and listening to you talk about it before. Uh, give the listeners that haven't heard, where did that uh, work ethic that you that you carry still to this day, where did it originally come from? Yeah, you know, you, you kind of mentioned it. You talked about competing. And, you know, for me, that's really hit home. And I think that's really where it lies within, um, within myself. But it's not me in a sense of competing against other people. It was really just me trying to be better than I used to be, right? Just being the better version of me. Can I push myself a little bit further? And I had a bunch of different live scenarios where I was going through that in my life, whether it was, well, let's back up a little bit. So I grew up on a ranch out in Colorado. Um, and so being, you know, on a ranch, you know, you, you got to work, you know, that in the summer, we're out there building barbed wire fence for my mom's ex-husband's, you know, barbed wire fencing company that he built for highways and railroads. Um, and so I learned how to work hard at a really young age. Um, and so I learned how to basically not complain and put my head down and just go grind. And then I brought that into the competitive space um, when I was kind of in the rodeo scene and then got into more mainstream sports as well and kind of just mixed that. And I had a couple different avenues to grow um, as far as competitively within myself, within basketball, football, baseball, all these things when I was really, really young and then started to get older and it started to have carryover into my mind as far as how I approach things and how I actually had perspective on things that maybe other people thought was hard, but I was like, how could you ever complain? This is not hard. This is just an opportunity um, for you to get better when it's talking about working out. I'm talking about things that people don't like to do, like get up early in the morning, like people that are complaining about like how having to go run at practice. Like, no, this is stuff that's going to make you better. Like you, like I'm inviting the hard because I know I've been through it and I know what it comes, comes out on the other end is usually something that's more beneficial for yourself. I learned that building fence, right. Being able to put a roof over our head. Um, and so having just this, I guess, buildup of mental stresses on my life that have, and from my perspective of seeing it not as something that I don't want to do, but something that I know is going to be hard. And I'm inviting that hardship because I know I'll be better for myself in the future has stayed with me through, you know, my high school. And then once I got into college, 
you know, it, it just blossomed when it was like, now I have my education in front of me and I can take it any direction I want. And then I had football that I was trying to use to pay for that. Um, and then, you know, carried that to get into the NFL and then, you know, the opportunities here and then my say mindset stays with me. I wasn't even trying to get into the NFL, um, but just my mindset presented the opportunity because I was going so hard at what I had at the moment. It presented these results that allowed me to have more options, which the NFL was one went to that and blossom even more now, you know. I love that. I love that. And, and you can make anything a habit. You can make working hard a habit. That was instilled in you at an early age. I was yeah. cutting grass at a cemetery in high school. And there were times where we're in the summer working out at the University of Louisville. And I'm, I'm thinking yeah. this isn't that bad. I also had a little brother that never got to walk, talk or breathe on his own. And he passed when he was 11 years old. So when we're going out for a conditioning session, I'd be telling myself, my little brother never even got to walk in his life. How can I complain about right. running right now? You can. Right. You can take that mindset, you can take that work ethic, make it a habit, and then it shows up everywhere yeah. else in your life. It doesn't have to be sports for all those listening out there. And so you come in undrafted into the NFL. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got when I was entering the league was when you go into rookie minicamp as a first rounder, watch how hard some of those undrafted guys work and never be outworked by them. I, I know how you worked when you got to the Chargers, but when you got there, when was the moment, was there a specific moment that you say, okay, I fit in here and I'm going to thrive here? Not really. <laughs> Not really. Um, I literally dropped out of my last semester of school um, right after my senior year. And just, I decided I, that I was going to fully commit to going and training for this opportunity. Um, and then, you know, fast forward that into training camp, you know, I had never been around division one athletes or, you know, NFL athletes, like I said. And so this is like my first real comparison of seeing how I, I lived up to the moment and if I could compete physically, mentally. And so I pretty much dedicated all my time, probably spent way too much time studying just to make sure that I didn't mess up because you know how much trust, how big trust is in the NFL. And I wanted the coach to be able to trust me on the field um, and make sure that I could trust myself and I knew what to do out there because we have Philip Rivers out there, you know, year 17 that knows everything like the back of his hand. And if you're messing up, he's on you about it. Um, and so like there's that and then just the the urge for me to want to take advantage of this opportunity because I knew the magnitude of the opportunity was the biggest I've ever had in my life. So I pretty much put everything into it. And then even like still to this day, I don't feel like I don't I don't feel like I know where my ceiling is or like where I'm my capabilities are at because I never expected myself to be in this position. So I kind of still carry that same undrafted mindset that I had um, when I was younger. That's like, look, I don't know how far or how how good I can be, but that's not what pushes me. What pushes me is the principles that got me here and they stay with me today is continue to just grind as much as you can to try to milk as much of this opportunity out that you can get. I don't know how far I'll go. I don't know Pro Bowl, Hall of Fame, and even next year, you know, it's what's like, let's take advantage of right now, put everything into that. And then we could deal with the options and, you know, try to take advantage of those when those present themselves. So they're really, they're, I'm still chasing that moment. Like, like, yes, like I've, I've made it, which I don't think I can ever reach that, which is the best part about it, which keeps me motivated because I can never reach something that I'm chasing. So I'm always going to be chasing it, which is also making me better. Yeah. And that's, it's that humility, the way you've produced already to this point in your career, but then continuing to have that humility, like this could be it. Like Austin, I could tell you, unless you have something freak pop up, like I did, this is not your last year, but that humility right. keeps you in the gym and that keeps right. you on your recovery that keeps you in the film room. Let me ask you this real quick. You had Pat Meyer, didn't you? 
Yeah, Pat. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. The running backs got to study pass protection when you got Pat in the room. Oh yeah. For Pat and Buffalo, and those protections are not straightforward. It ain't just. Oh. Two jet protection, running backs going one way. You got to know no. where the safeties are. You're you sorting out people. Yeah. Two, three man sort, four man sort, five man sorts, you know, all this different stuff. Yeah. 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 So, so I, I can attest that Austin, Austin is in his playbook. That, that is for sure. <laughs> yes. That, indeed. that being said, I, I know you're in your playbook, but you have so much going on outside of football. Where does your passion for pursuing entrepreneurial opportunities? real estate impact where does that come from ah man i think it stemmed from me seeing a a home business like a business made from home and seeing that we can control our narrative and we get a basically a benefit from the efforts that we put in um and you know when i got to the nfl opportunity like it felt like it was a great opportunity, which is huge. It's the biggest opportunity in my life that gives me, you know, exposure, gives me resources, gives me this big platform to extract from. But it really, I still feel like there's a hole in in my in my pursuit of something, which like you we were talking about it a little bit before the NFL. It's it's like a it's like kind of laid out. There's a playbook for it, right? You go to high school, you go to college, you go to the NFL if you're able to take advantage of all three, right? And so what I'm searching for is like, I want to start my own business. I want to have something that I have created and that has brought value to someone in some way. Like I am not, I am a part of the NFL and I'm very fortunate to be a part of it, but I did not create the NFL. I feel like I still can package up what I have as far as my knowledge, my experience and my values and create that to offer some other value to other people in different ways. Um, and even my, it might be into myself um, or to like my close friends, like you mentioned with real estate, you know, we have the fund um, like, so that's where my entrepreneurial side comes in. That's why you see me, you know, take advantage of media outlets, take advantage of different opportunities of learning, like from Dave, um, like we mentioned uh, earlier before the show, um, and just getting to know people. Because I think the real value for me and what I put real value in is my education, my network, right, my exposure to people, my outreach, um, and and being able to partake and actually actually go and move things actually put things into action like that's what i consider value because if i take care of those money yes is valuable but money will be a result of those right more opportunities will be a result of those and so that's where i've basically formulated and put value in so that's why i go out and i'm doing the things that i'm doing because those are results and those are ways that i can get more value um, from other than just playing football which is creating value but i'm searching for more yeah, and and you're given this platform so you have access to these people. You can learn from so many unbelievable people because you're a popular running back. You also treat people well, and right. so people want to take care of people like that. Uh, I love how you mentioned that the money will come once you bring value. I say it all the time. If you want to earn a living in life, find a way to bring value to others and if you want to make wealth in life, figure out how to bring value to either a ton of people or valuable people. And, and yes. that will, and, and honestly, when you bring value to others and that's your mindset, then you get fulfillment from that as well. And money's a byproduct of it. And Bang. so, yeah. And Bang. so, and so I, I see you doing that out there. So I, I want to compliment you in that way of all the kind of ventures you got going. And, and I do appreciate how, and I say this about myself. I can have a lot going on as long as they all fall under the same umbrella, like the yes. same values, like not that, I mean, I drink, but I don't see you out there like uh, promoting a tequila company. Right. 
athlete platforms it's your foundation it's opportunities and then combining all that so all under the same umbrella that being yes. said is there one area that you're most excited about with, with what you got going on something you want to plug yeah man i mean my umbrella you you just said it you know you said the word opportunities is for me i want to take advantage of opportunities as many as i can you know i've spoke about that but i also want to leave a wake behind me that gives opportunities to others right bring that value in some way to others and so i'm working on this new project um it's called experience it's my app that is literally like on the brink of launching within the few the next few weeks. So I've been working on this thing for like a year and a half. And there's a backstory on how I even got to this moment. But basically what it is, is a platform where people with a community um, can go on there and interact in their customized way with their fans. Like for instance, you have Tackle What's Next, your book, right? Well, if you did a signing for your book and people wanted to get it signed by, you know, by yourself, they could go to your signing. But if what if they're across the country? Well, now, like for instance, one of our... Um, experience or we call them experiences it's called experience um spelled a little differently because my last name x experience uh if they want to get their their book signed by you basically they can go on to to eric's page and be like okay let me get the sign my stuff oh he has his book on there he'll sign my book for you know whatever dollar amount you put on there it gives them instructions how to send it to us we fair buy it send it to you you sign it and then it, there's like a return package back to them um, so like we call that our sign my stuff. And then we have social media engagements, personalized videos, gaming, video chats, an item store. Um, and so we'll continue to add on there, but we're just launching with six. And so really what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to give a way for people to turn off and on and customize their own engagement on how they want to interact with their fans. And not just like a, a like on Instagram, but more so like, like, really something that's a little bit more personal that can go a little bit deeper than just, you know, everyone's someone say, Hey, I appreciate your fans, you know, like a, get a real interaction. Um, but you know, there always has to be that value piece from, from the community or from the actual uh, talent person. So that's why they're able to, you know, set their own price on what they're willing to do for what cost. Yeah. I like that a lot. If you could figure out a way for me to get paid to play pickleball or golf with people, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be signing up immediately yeah. on that one. But, but, but I love that. And it's, it's, it, you know, people have never felt closer to athletes based upon social media now, but is that genuine interaction? This can guarantee that genuine right. interaction and, and allow guys to use their platform as well. I like right. that a lot. All right. And then, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say there's one other part of it because I know like like I talked about my value and it's like I want to I want to share what, what I say is value or what I see is value with others as well, because I know whether they see it as value, I know it'll be valuable to them. Um, so there's also a part where if you came on, we would help you promote if you didn't have your own PR team. We have a PR team that's ready to promote your book, promote whatever you have going on um promote any of your interactions that you want to promote like just we want to help you be the best version of yourself because that in turn makes more people be inspired get more value from you which also helps you do more interactions and then helps also helps us you know as a business make money and so we want to help you you help your community your community helps us you know and it's creating this ecosystem where we only win if we can help you be better that's really good stuff all right uh switching gears just a touch you're in incredible shape now. I, I wish towards the end of my career, I focused a lot more on, on nutrition, but I had to stay 310 pounds, yeah. you know, 305 yeah, yeah. to 310. So there's only you look so great now. You look I great now. That. I, yeah. I'm down about yeah. 60 pounds now. Yeah, but, man, I could tell. Like you, you told me, play center. I was like, 
You've been putting in some work. Yeah, I followed the former Charger, uh, Nick Hardwick. I followed yep. some of his plan um, yep. and some of his advice. He, he's a good friend of mine. But um, uh, on a normal week, what's 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 or let's just say in a normal day, what's a day eating look like for you? Ooh, so my my eating is so so lame. Um, but I think it it's like no, that it's, because... no, no, it's not because I've heard you talk about it. <laughs> I'll say lame as far as like the variety. It's pretty much the same thing every day. There's and for me, I hate cooking, so like I'll eat the same thing every day. I don't care. Um, so typically in the morning, I'll have a smoothie. Um, I'll have a smoothie with two raw eggs, some oats, some strawberries, and then some type of milk, whether it's almond or, or whole milk, depending on you know my weight at the time. Um, and so that's my that's usually my everyday breakfast. Um, that's during off season. Um, during during season, we have the table, so I'll eat um, some potatoes and a slice of ham, and then a strawberry smoothie with uh, whey protein in it. So. I eat the same thing every single morning. And then usually it's some type of rice bowl um, for for lunch. You know, it's like rice and chicken, turkey, shrimp, uh, some type of carb and protein, uh, get the macros in. And then variety is when I go with dinner. Um, that's when I really get, you know, my variety, whether my steak, pasta, you know, pork chops, like, you know, some sausage. I don't know. That's when I kind of get a little bit less, I guess, you know, regiment. Um, with my with my meal prep and then you know every once in a while you know I'll have a snack and everything like that like I'm not like don't eat snacks don't eat unhealthy like for me it's just like about doing it in moderation um, so how I hold myself accountable is just not buying it um, and then if I'm like okay you know I haven't had this in a while I'll buy a bag of hot Cheetos or something you know because I know I'll eat them in the house if they're in there <laughs> yeah that's that's exactly how I am yeah I try yeah. to avoid keeping those types of things in the house but should yeah. I go back and call the bills games I'm gonna get some wings here and there yeah and, and all that but what but when I said it, it is interesting your your daily because it's the raw eggs in your smoothie which <laughs> Which I mean, I eat eggs every single day. I just I haven't done them raw. I, I might give it a shot. I'll uh I'll tag you um on Instagram once yes. I get, once I do give it a shot. But for all those out there that are that are looking, especially this holiday season, New Year's ramping up, everyone's gonna yeah. want to get on a weight loss kick. What you can take away from that, and in this, I'm I'm pretty similar in, in what you do. Find things that you like that are healthy and just eat them over and over. And people, there's nutrition experts that will say you need a variety, you need all the different colors. Okay, well, that's like once you're once you're extremely healthy or extremely lean, up until that point, find things you like and just repeat them over and over. It's much easier to make it a habit. And then you don't get the decision fatigue either. It's right. hey, this is what I do each day, and that's fine, and I like it, and it is what it is. So yeah. uh I, I like that. Um, all right, let's talk a, a touch of current ball. What's going on right now? Chargers are sitting at six and five as we record this, likely favored in all but maybe one game the rest of the season. Confidence pretty high amongst the guys on the team. Man, you you know how these these favors play out, man. Look, paper does not play football. Like we have to go out there and play football. I'm sure there was a couple games we were favored in, you know, in the, our first eleven that maybe we didn't. Maybe we didn't win or maybe that it was vice versa. We won. We weren't favored, you know. So for us, you know how it is. Like I said, it's week to week, man. Like we are in this scenario where we have these games that we're like down and then we come back and win or we'll get up and then we then we lose it. And so it's the emotion, man. It's the love hate relationship. We hate losing, but love just the grind of football. Um, So like, man, when I say confidence, yes, I'm confident in this week. 
um, that we're going to go out there and prepare. As far as the result, I have no idea what the result's going to be. I can't say on here and get on here and be like, yeah, we're going to win this game uh, because that that's not how football works, you know, and that's not what our reality has been. Our reality is, guess what? It's going to be every single minute is going to matter in this game. Um, just like our past, you know, few games that we've had where it's come down to a, a last, last, you know, last uh, drive of the game. You got to go win the game right here. You know, we were able to get that done this last game, but I'm sure it's going to be very similar coming up against the Raiders. The NFL running backs are known for taking the biggest beating on an NFL field on a, on every single week. We're sitting here recording this week 13 of the NFL season. <laughs> What's your body feeling like? <laughs> It's funny. I talk about this a lot. It's like you try to maintain right as much as you can, but you're going to get beat up and you're never going to have enough time to heal. So things just linger. Right. And then you you try you get them to a, a point where they're manageable and then you go play a game and then it's like, OK, did I not make those worse? That's a plus if you didn't. But now what? No. Now what else is hurting? You know, so I just got done with that game. And now some new things I'm dealing with, like I'm dealing with something like a little strain in my neck. Um, I have like a strain like in the back, like on my scapula or my scapula, whatever it is, my shoulder blade that holds it down. It's got a little strain in it. My calf is swollen right now. Um, and that it's just the life of a running back. Right. And so it's like, all right, those are my new priorities. You know, even though I was, you know, treating other stuff before that. Um, and it's just when you get this deep in the season, stuff just starts adding up. Like I said, it doesn't have time to fully heal, but you get it back to a manageable state. And guess what? You go out there and the adrenaline and just the want to and, you know, got to play through some pain um, in this game. And then, you know, you go out there and get it done and then start the process over again. Yeah, you run out the tunnel and you feel pretty good. But the injury rate in the NFL is 100 percent. And so even the guys that are out there, that just means that they didn't get dinged up bad enough to be uh, to have to miss the game. But each right. and every week, guys are dealing with things. When I went to my exit physical, so when you one day, hopefully a long, long time from now, when you exit the NFL, you'll go to Chicago or an independent uh, doctor that will give you your analysis to see, you know, right. what they owe you workers comp wise and all that. I had 27 different x-rays. I mean, literally from neck to toe. Yes, full body. Yeah. Yeah. And, wow. and I, there was, there was plenty of things that I even completely forgot about, you know, they were <laughs> like, Oh yeah. And you separated your shoulder and, you know, 2012, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Right. You know, I didn't miss any time. So you don't like it doesn't hit your bank. Like, I'm always like, yeah, you know, I got hurt my first four years in the NFL. But those were things I missed games for. And yeah, so literally just had that same same scenario where I just got an MRI on my shoulder. And my doctor, he's like, you know, you had the same MRI done in 2018. I was like, oh, no, I forgot. I totally forgot. So I, I relate. I can relate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, tell me a little bit about the Austin Eckler Foundation. What what do you hope to accomplish through your foundation? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it goes back to, you know, that that umbrella that you you were mentioning like that. That's a really good way to put it. Like I'm about opportunities for myself, for others around me, whether I can help you create them or I can maybe give you some opportunities. Um and that's exactly what the Austin Eckler Foundation, you know, that's what we're trying to do over there is put resources back into the community that communities that may be lacking, um, you know, for instance, like washers and dryers, you know, you may not see that as an opportunity, but for a kid that, you know, doesn't have one because they're living in their with their parents in their car or assisted living and don't have enough to pay for, you know, clean clothes and they go to school and they're getting bullied out in Watts, California, like having clean clothes is an opportunity for that person just to feel normal. 
Um, and so little things like that, like the weight room, right? You might just see it as a weight room, but if you're in there working out, you're building character, you're building, you know, mental toughness, you know, physical toughness, you're learning how to, you know, keep yourself healthy you know you're learning uh, you know being around people and learning the competitive side right there's all these skills that can be learned from actual actually going out and doing things and having these resources just available that may seem normal to to some people that aren't necessarily normal so we're trying to normalize those opportunities for people um so we've given like i said wash and dryer weight room we're building another weight room we have a project coming up we can't totally announce it yet but it's, it's in the works um school supplies um you know when it comes to you know football equipment like tangible things people can use that they have to be the ones to take advantage of to help themselves right because you know when i first set out with the foundation i was like i want to mentor people but then you know i had some of my mentors say that's great but you can only control someone's capacity so much you can only put so much in front of them and then it comes down to them actually going out and making those steps and actually taking advantage of it in, in their way right we all have different perspectives and so i thought that was a great point and so from then on out we've been focused on like i said the resources going back in for people to then have to take the steps to take advantage of them themselves that's really good stuff and you talk about wanting to mentor people but there's only so far you can go in that regard i heard this someone told me this at one point they said you can't always be the coast guard for everybody but you can be the lighthouse that they follow yeah. and navigate so you can be an example to them by providing the resources and then living in a certain way that they want to follow you that they are uh, heading in your direction and so that's really right. cool i heard you talk about the washer and dryers before and to me it's you know it's my favorite project man that's uh, it's unbelievable and um when sean mcdermott came to the bills in 2017 he had guys tell their stories and one of the guys one of our receivers talked about as a kid he couldn't you know they didn't have a washer and dryer at home and so yeah. if they didn't have money for the laundromat you know he got yeah. bullied at school because of it and man I, I didn't grow up wealthy by any means but we had clean clothes and so right. for me you know hearing that and then hearing you provide that that is so practical too like yeah. that's something that provides an immediate impact so well, well done on that. That's, that's absolutely incredible, brother. I got a few recurring questions for you and we'll, uh, we'll get you out of here. First yeah. off, do you have a favorite book? Ooh, I do not have a favorite book. <laughs> no, I'm not a reader. I'm not a reader, man. Do you have a favorite podcast? Not, not really. Not really. I, I listen to a couple of like financial education, YouTube podcast, but I, that's it. You know, just kind of keep up with the current state of the market. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this, especially during an NFL season, you don't have a lot of time to digest a lot, especially reading. You just don't have that much time in your day. Um, what role does your faith play in your life? Ooh, I would say, oh, that's good. That's I love that question. Um, because faith, faith for me, I wouldn't say I have like a traditional faith path where it's like I have a relationship with this higher being or higher presence. Um, I really feel like for me, like we are all like tied into one, like we are one. Um, and our opportunity right now is this, this moment in consciousness. Right. And that's why I think I, another reason why I go so hard, it's because look, I only had this, this moment, this opportunity of consciousness for so long. And so I want to see how far and how much I can do with this before it's gone. Um, and before I, you know, I move back into the state of eternal peace. Um, and so for me, like like I understand that's how I understand it with my faith. Like my faith is like 
is coming to peace with this is not forever. And, you know, there's different routes you can go with that, but I've chosen like, okay, I'm going to do as much as I see good as possible for myself. And then hopefully I can help others do that as well so that they can also too take advantage of this time on this earth. Um, so that would, I guess, be my faith um, in a sense of like, we are all embodied in this one experience with this earth, with this universe, with everything that is, is all us, in my opinion, like this is all, we are all this, you know? Yeah. And I see you out there trying to make that impact. Uh, you come from Western Colorado, uh, Colorado native. What was your first car? Was it a truck? Yes. Yeah. My first car was definitely a truck four wheel drive. I'm Colorado. There's snow. So you better have something that can get through some snow beds. <laughs> okay. So I know it's not the same part of the country or it's not the same state, similar part of the country. Do you watch the show Yellowstone? No, but when I, when I talk about my life, some people are like, oh, that sounds like Yellowstone. I'm like, right. oh, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I've ridden three bulls in my day. Like I grew up on a ranch, you know, riding horses, you know, elk hunting on horseback, you know, like I said, building fence up in the mountains. Like I grew up in a, in a country um, household. And so I feel like I could probably relate to a lot of stuff that they do in that, like branding cows, you know, calving during the winter, all that stuff. Yeah. What's your favorite restaurant out in LA? Favorite restaurant in LA? Ooh, I would say probably Nobu. Yeah, so good. Nobu, Newport Beach Nobu. Yeah, that's so good. All right, last one for me. This is what's next with Eric Wood. What's next for Austin Eckler? What is next for Austin Eckler? What is next, I would say, is more of the same. Like, mm -hmm. I will be more of the same. And what that means is I'm going to continue to take advantage of my opportunities and try to broaden my horizon of impact and knowledge and networking. Like that is, that is what I'm going to do. I could see till I die. Like I'm going, that is, that is my purpose. That's where I find my fulfillment. And that is what I want to do with my opportunity of life. That is so good. That's so good. That's one of the first times someone said, just doing more of the same in 180 some episodes that that might be my favorite just because yeah. you're living in a, in a way right now that is, congruent on what you want to be moving forward. And I, I want to commend you on that. Austin, I can't thank you enough for your time. The NFL season is so busy and, and I respect for you. On, uh, I have so much respect for you on Tuesdays, taking advantage of this time to network, to live on the mission that you're currently on. So thank you very much for the time. Conversation impacted me and I know it impacted so many others out there as well. Awesome. Thanks for having me on, man. Anytime, let me know. Yep. Good luck. Stay healthy the rest of the way. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. This episode has been brought to you by Jordan Yoakum at Tom James Company. Jordan is my clothing guy and I get everything from him from custom suits and dress clothes to casual wear. Let Jordan do the shopping for you to save you precious time that could be focused on your family, career, or hobbies. Jordan can work virtually with anyone in the world and if he cannot personally get your measurements himself, he will have someone come get them for him. If you have put on the quarantine 15 like many have and your clothes aren't fitting properly anymore, he can also make adjustments to the clothing you already have. There's a certain confidence that comes with having clothes that fit perfect and let Jordan give you that confidence. You can contact him by email at jordan.yokum at tomjames.com or visit his website louisvillecustomclothing.com. Contact info will be in the show notes.
Thanks for tuning in to this episode presented as always by Punched Energy Chews. If you haven't already, please leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Share it on social media as well, and we will share it too. I would also love it if you could pre-order my book, Tackle What's Next. It's on Amazon, and the link to do that is in the show notes. Let's keep making our what's next in life our best yet.